Hey, welcome inside the latest edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show on ESPN Denver 1600 from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios, home of the Coach Tierney Show presented by Johnson Financial Group. We're talking Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse here on ESPN Denver. My name is Tyler Mon, along with the head coach of the Denver Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Coach, uh, it is now, uh, I guess, week three of the season uh, for your guys. You've, you've powered in three games over uh, really a seven, eight day span and uh, now get home and uh, conference play is like 15 minutes away. You'll get one more non-conference game that we'll talk about, but uh, this is a strange start to the season. Ordinarily, uh, you play this non-conference schedule for, you know, a couple months, six weeks, two months, whatever it is, uh, and then you get into conference play, but we're almost there already. Um, we'll talk about this past weekend at Duke, Duke and North Carolina, um, but tell me about, you know, just kind of what it feels like to be really a week into the season already have three games under your belt. Yeah, it's... Uh... Uh, in a lot of ways, and what I've been doing, and when people have been asking me this question, is kind of breaking it into two categories: the the COVID category, uh, and the protocol category, and then the play category. Um, and both are equally important, I think, at this point in the year. Certainly, the COVID category, due to a lot of great hard work by all the people here at DU, has been phenomenal. Um, you know, we've had. Uh, we had a great trip as far as uh, protocols and meals. Sue Kelly, our director of ops, did a phenomenal job with the flights and sitting kids in different spots and, and uh, the buses and uh, the, the, the food and the restaurant, the hotel, the travel. As best we could do, it was done. Um, now we're still waiting on some results to see if we, uh, we beat the COVID crunch of going to North Carolina where to be honest, not everybody 100% abided by the uh, by the mask rule and the social distancing rule. So, I think our, I'm really proud of our young men. I'm really proud of how they act and what they do, and uh, um, and 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 how what we've had to face already now, in you know through the fall semester and now three week four weeks into the the, the winter term, um, you know it, it's been phenomenal. The the lacrosse side of it. Uh, I, you know, we were very excited about going into the weekend. Looking back, uh, you know, I, I kind of questioned myself and the decision, not so much the decision to do it, but the decision to put the young men in a situation that I put them in. On the other hand, if, if, if you look at our team, we, we, we've, we've got to develop a little bit more of a toughness about us. And I think that the, the past weekend will help us. I think the most disappointing thing, despite the worst loss in maybe in, in uh, DU history, I don't know, but, uh, um, you know, to Carolina on Sunday, honestly, uh, the, the, thing I'm, the thing I'm most disappointed in is the missed opportunity on Friday afternoon with Duke. You know, we were playing so well, jumped out to a great start. Uh, we're up five to one at the quarter, eight four at half, and and uh, playing really well. Even though we knew they were going to make a run, we told the kids they were going to make a run. Still up ten nine at going into the fourth, and then just not finding a way to score a couple of goals to put that one away. Um, missing the opportunity, not but but also hopefully learning from it. But uh, we just didn't have time to turn around and really dive into what we needed to learn from the Duke game before we played a great Carolina team. And so, uh, um, you know, if I knew 
then what I know now, uh, we wouldn't have scheduled Carolina, but you know, we wanted to play, the kids wanted to play. We knew it was gonna be a challenge. And um, as I always say with things like this is, it's not so much the event, it's your reaction to the event. And so if we react to it well, if we learn from it, which we, we have as coaches, and, and I know the kids are you know disappointed in the performance, um, then we got uh, we've got a lot of lacrosse left in us. We've got 10, 10 conference games, a non-league non-conference game with Air Force, hopefully two conference tournament games and four NCAA tournament games. So we got a lot of lacrosse in front of us. And someday what I'm really hoping is that we can look back on that North Carolina debacle on Sunday and, and say uh, two things. Number one, we didn't give up, which we our kids never do. But number two, that uh, that was uh, that was something that motivated us to be better. Let's talk about that Friday matchup first. You go on the road to take on the number one team in the country in Duke. Um, you guys have one game under your belt. Duke's getting its season started, which was uh, similar on on Sunday. North Carolina hadn't played yet, so you're getting a fresh team there as well. Um, for your guys, you jump out to a, a good lead in the in the first quarter. You take a lead in halftime. Um, third and fourth quarter, it was sort of deja vu for those of us watching it from the outside because that Duke team, like you said, they always make runs. And it seems like, uh, you know, over the last few few seasons you have leads going into the fourth quarter uh in Durham uh yeah I remember that game a few years ago uh in the rain and um they just have an ability especially on that home field to be able to regroup and come back late on the flip side of that what did you like most of what you saw from your team being able to go on the road taking on a team that's you know as talented as any team in the country um getting out to that lead what were the positives that you took away from it uh, so many, Tyler, you know, first of all, the way our young men travel and, uh, and act professionally. I got a great comments from the people in the airlines and at the airport about how our young men are, you know, uh, are composed and, and act, you know, in, in, a, in a group setting and, and all that. Certainly from a play standpoint, you know, Matt Brown had the offense dialed in, John Galant had the defense dialed in, we were playing great, Alex Stathakis just was phenomenal and he didn't have a great week the first week against Utah. He worked so hard. He and Brett Bose and Matt Brown worked so hard last week to correct some of the mistakes and, and work on this new stand up neutral grip thing. And he was just dominant uh, against Duke. And so um, I'm proud of that. But, uh, you know, we, we listened to what we wanted to do. We went and did it. We shot the lights out in the first half. We gave up a couple of silly goals in the first half. You lose by two, and you, you basically had one goal kicked in and another goal you just dropped and, and thrown to the other team. So, um, you know, that's clearly something we have to work on. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the guys uh, in, in that game, it was a great start and not a good finish. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I'm really proud of their effort, as I said to anybody who wanted to ask that if that if uh, if if Duke is everybody's um, favorite to win this thing. And, you know, uh, I read a quote that their secretariat and the rest of us are old farm mules then and we could be pretty good, you know. Um, but again, as we said, looking back, uh, you know, the next day came very quickly. 
the um, the ability for your guys to go on the road and play these two games in three days, um, even though you don't come away with a win, it really speaks a lot to what they want. I know we talked, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago about how this is something that you went to them early on before the season started and said, hey, we can do a few different things scheduling wise. But given the constraints of the, the pandemic and travel and an extended conference season this year, um, they wanted to play those two games in three days. Uh, and you're playing the number one team in the country on a Friday and the number four team in the country on a Sunday. Um, I would imagine there are probably not a lot of guys in that room who would take that decision back uh, because that's what college athletes want to do. They want to play. Even though Sunday did not go well, how proud of, of your guys were, were you and your staff, the fact that they went on the road, did so many of the things right. Maybe the results didn't turn around right, but that's a trip that ordinarily you get a week or two of separation in between Duke and North Carolina. To do that in three days is a, is a pretty heavy challenge. Yeah, and, and you know we talked to him after the Carolina game, and look, one of the one of the trademarks of our program from day one has been we will not make excuses, and we continue to not make excuses. We got beat up by a better team on Sunday. I had a you know we we let it rest yesterday. We gave the guys all of yesterday off, and rightfully so. They they earned that. They deserved that. Um, I had a talk with Ethan Walker this morning. It was just one of the finest young men I've ever been around. And he said exactly what you just said. He said, coach, we don't, we don't regret playing it. We regret not playing well in it, but we don't regret playing it. And uh, the key is, will we learn from it? And, and uh, that's what we go to work uh, this week to, to try to do. A lot coming up on this week's edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show from the Front Range Toyota Store Studio. Uh, the Pioneers on Saturday will take on the Air Force Falcons. We'll talk about that game coming up here in a little bit. Uh, we'll revisit Sunday. Uh, we'll discuss some more of what's going on around the, the college lacrosse landscape this year in 2021 and uh, get you all set for the Pioneers and the Air Force Falcons set for Saturday afternoon at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium. It's the Coach Bill Tierney Show from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios presented by Johnson Financial Group on ESPN Denver 1600. Back in a minute. Planning your financial future can be overwhelming and confusing. So let the experts at Johnson Financial Group help guide you to your financial goals. The team at Johnson Financial Group believes in increasing transparency, lowering fees, and striving to achieve better outcomes so you can have a peace of mind when it comes to all of your investing needs. Contact Johnson Financial Group at jfgwealth.net to get started on planning your future. Dear winner, we're not scared of you because almost nothing can stand in the way of a new 2021 Toyota. When you say stay home under a blanket, we come out to play. People say you're ice cold, but our lineup at Toyota.com is red hot. See in the snow, Toyota. Right now, get $1,250 cash back on a new 2021 RAV4. Cash back from Toyota Motor Sales USA Inc. Varies by region. See dealer for details. All friends, March 1st, 2021. Your front range Toyota stores are proud to be the exclusive automotive partners of DU Athletics. Continuing on in the Coach Bill Tierney Show from the Front Range Toyota Stores studio, presented by Johnson Financial Group on ESPN Denver 1600. My name is Tyler Mon, talking Denver Pioneers lacrosse with the head coach of the Pioneer Program, Bill Tierney. Coach, um, Sunday obviously is is not a game that we're going to want to spend a lot of time talking about or thinking about too much. A, a tough one, real quick turnaround from uh, an emotional game that ends up in a close defeat on Friday, nearly upset the number one team in the country. Uh, you know, 48 day, 48 hours later. Not not even you go against the number four team in the country. Um, I know we talked 
last week prior to that start that your initial plan for preparation for this two game swing was prepare for North Carolina early in the week, then get ready for Duke. Um, after the Utah game, you focused on Duke for, for last week practice wise and wanted to get a, a North Carolina game plan kind of into the guys' heads and, and figured out in the interim. Um, the, the North Carolina game, it's a 24 to 13 final. And it was, you know, one of those days I said on the broadcast, I think if you play a best of five series, uh, between your two teams, you go the full five games. I don't think there's there's many people who would look at that game and think, oh, North Carolina is going to hang 24 on Denver on a regular basis. Um, but when you look at Sunday, what are the things that stood out most to you and, and what went wrong? Well, you know, the, 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 the thing that stood out that was most frustrating was that um, – it wasn't fancy. Carolina didn't do anything, you know, that we didn't know. We had actually the things that they were effective at, um, we had actually worked on during the week, you know, uh, and uh, because we needed to prepare, for instance, their 10-man rise. And, uh, you know, and they get three goals off the ride. Um, they get two goals when we got desperate later on off our ride. They threw one in from the midline and they out hustled, you know, uh, one of our guys on another one. So, you know, you can start looking at all that stuff, but uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's honestly not, not worth it. It's uh, um, I think, you know, we just scored the first goal and thought, okay, here we go. And then bang, 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 nine goals given up in the first quarter. But uh, I was most disappointed in, in the fact that our guys got away from the program. You know, even even on Friday against Duke, you know, we made Duke work for every one of those goals that they got. And they, they're a very good lacrosse team. Uh, I didn't feel that we did that against North Carolina. And then they they are just great players. A lot of Baltimore, Long Island guys, that, you know, teethed on their stick, lacrosse sticks and, and just shoot the lights out of, out of the goal. And, and they did that, uh, you know. We, we needed something that was probably too much to ask uh, from Jack Thompson and, and Cole French and Caleb Stillman. We needed some unreal saves, you know, and we needed to be perfect in the clear. And, uh, and we weren't, we didn't get that. Uh, to their credit, I thought Alex Stapkis played really well again, but to their credit, a little bit more athletic off the wings than, than we had hoped. And, uh, they battled and beat us with some ground balls, um, of which we did the opposite against uh, Duke on Friday. So, um, you know, it's just all, all this stuff. We didn't shoot particularly well. We uh, we haven't been shooting particularly well, uh, especially in the Duke game, but even against Carolina. And so, uh, you know, it was just, you know, they had two rebound goals, you know, Colin Squires knocks went in from 30 yards away into our own goal. I mean, it was Murphy's Law, and and, uh, and there's no excuses. Our guys, I needed to prepare them better, as you, you alluded to before. We got panicky after the Utah game that, you know, let's just concentrate on, on Duke, and we did that. We prepared as well as we could for Duke without knowing that, you know, who was going to be in their lineup. There was a couple of changes that I don't think changed us very much, but the guys were really into it. And we had uh, an hour and a half practice on Saturday, tired and, and to get ready for a great, great Carolina team. So uh, we move on and, uh, 
and we, we chalk it up for experience. And, uh, you know, I go back in my history the first time in, at Princeton in 1990, we, we uh, lost to Johns Hopkins in an opener 20 to eight and played him in the tournament and beat him nine to eight. So uh, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. We've got great young men and we'll, we'll, we'll rebound. We've got great coaching staff and we'll continue to get better as the year goes on. Let's talk about what's coming up this week. Uh, your guys will get Air Force on Saturday. And uh, let's first, more broadly than just talking about that game, um, some news on the college lacrosse landscape. Air Force is making a conference switch. Uh, it looks as though um, the, the A-Sun kind of expanding its footprint, maybe a possibility for a program like Utah or Cleveland State, these programs that we've talked about in recent years of not being in conferences and the challenges that that presents. Um, for Air Force to be making that move right now and for another conference to be looking at this sport and thinking, hey, we want to expand what we're doing there. What does that say about where the sport is right now? And how important is that for these younger programs to be able to maybe have some access to conferences now? Well, as you know, I just got elected to be the president of the IMLCA, our coaches association. And so from that vantage, it is phenomenal to the game. There's a little, it's a little bit of a deeper story than just Air Force do, doing something. Right. But what had happened was the, the, the SOCON had only two teams, but they had a six or, or eight or nine team conference. Um, that they were calling the SOCOM, which was fine, but they kept denying the admission of Utah, Cleveland State, and um, and Detroit Mercy this year made a made a move, uh, Hampton made a move, so it was all this stuff. So I give a lot of credit to the to the commissioner of the A Sun who looked at this thing. He also had two teams that were now affiliate members in the in the uh, uh, in the in the prior conference in the the SOCON, and he said, well, what are we doing here? This is craziness. We can get another automatic qualifier by forming another league. We can bring these teams in who desperately need a league in Utah and Cleveland State especially, and now Detroit Mercy because they moved out of their normal league, uh, out of the, their normal league. And so, you know, if we want this game to expand, we've got to say yes. And, and this was the perfect conclusion. I do worry about those teams a little bit in trying to get non-league games, but that's always been an issue. Um, and 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 budgetary crisis, you know, aside, COVID aside, we're hoping that we stabilize this thing in a year or two. But I couldn't be more happy for those programs to, to have a shot at an AQ, to get into the NCAA tournament, and to have a league they call their own. Well, let's talk about one of the members uh, of that ASUN now and the, the Air Force Falcons, who are a team that you guys get to see annually. They are a, a program that, um, you know, we talk about this on the basketball side. And I know for, you know, the, the Mountain West people, they talk about it on the football side as well. You know that playing Air Force, you're, you're rarely going to get a bad day on the other side from an Air Force team. They're going to be prepared. They're going to play hard. They're going to do all those things. Um, they had an exhibition game against Notre Dame, in which they acquitted themselves very well last week. What do you know about Air Force coming into this year? What do you expect to see from them on Saturday? We don't know much about Air Force this year. <laughs> you know, we know we know their person, some of their personnel. They've got a couple of really good new kids coming in. We know who their stars are. Um, you know, uh, I really believe, as you know, the, the impact of coaching on a team. Uh, they had a phenomenal. Uh, Bill Wilson was my assistant in the '90s at Princeton. He's done a great job at Air Force, and now he uh, uh, they lost John Grant Jr. You know, who's a you know, Colorado icon in lacrosse to Johns Hopkins to be an assistant. 
They brought in a young man named John Thompson, who was the head coach at, Am at Amherst, who has a totally different theory offensively about than, than John Grant Jr. So we don't know what that brings. Uh, it should be faster. It should be more up and down. It should be uh, a lot more shots from Air Force who've been known to be very much like us, uh, a little bit more patient with the ball, looking for the best shot, not the first shot, and some big, strong kids who, who can bring it. So, um, you know, uh, so we, so yeah, we know of them a, a little bit uh, like we knew Duke and like we knew Carolina. Uh, from a personnel standpoint, we didn't know what they were going to do, and we, and we don't know what these guys are going to do. This will be the fourth team we play in their first game. So we really, you're not allowed to scout scrimmages. You're not, you know, there's no film on it. Uh, they've got the film of three games of ours, some good, some bad. And uh, so we, we feel like uh, we got our hands full on Saturday, and, and uh, it's going to be a huge challenge. You've played three games now, and you really could look at all three of them as just being as widely disparate of, of performances and of uh, things to evaluate uh, as possible. The Utah game, I know you guys were, were frustrated with. You come away with a win in that one. Duke, you do so many great things. They end up rallying, coming back for a win. North Carolina is kind of one of those games that, you know, it's easy for me to say this is just the radio guy watching, but I would imagine you just kind of try to throw that out because it's not indicative of what your team can do. Um, coming into this weekend, and I'll get you out of here on this one, what do you want to see most from your game, your guys in in response to those two games of last week uh, and now being able to build something going into conference play? Well, I've been thinking a lot about that, obviously, Tyler. And, and when I think of the three games we play, the numbers one, two, three, and four jump out at me. We played um, one and two against Duke. We played we played three against Utah. The quarter, I'm going by quarters here of games. And we played four against, against North Carolina. So we played a full, really good lacrosse game. If we can if we can uh, put that those four together, we can beat anybody. The, the trouble is, you know, we got uh, three, four, one, two, four, one, two, three going against us. So, uh, you know, it's uh, you know we got to look at it that way as well. So, uh, we're going to keep keep trying to get better, keep trying to put more consistent performances in each quarter uh, together, and. Uh, and, and just play a better overall game against the Air Force. If, if, we, if we play again the way we did against uh, Utah in the first half or Carolina in the first half, we're gonna be in deep trouble. If we play the way we did against Duke in the first half and Carolina in the fourth quarter and Utah in the second half, you know, it, we got a good shot. So uh, well, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to put a finger on who the Denver Pioneers are right now. Well, that's what this uh, early portion of the schedule is for, to figure that stuff out, headed toward conference play, which hard to believe begins uh, in just over a week as uh, we wrap up this week's edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show. From the Front Range Toyota Store Studios and presented by Johnson Financial Group, uh, Coach, thanks. We'll talk to you later on this week. Thank you, Tyler. Talk to you soon. Wrapping up this week's episode on ESPN Denver 1600. We'll talk to you on Saturday for the Pioneers and the Air Force Falcons.